I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Carl Hutchinson Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Hutchinson. Hope you are all doing well. I'm, I'm full of beans. I really am. I've, uh, I, I think recording this just after I come from the gym. Is the best thing to do. That's the I don't want to bang on to. I always bang on. I'm always buzzing that I've been to the gym. So you know, I know some people might be listening to this on the way to work and whatnot. You're probably not feeling buzzing. So I don't want to be all like, yeah, hey, look at me on our class. So you know, there's a story behind that actually. The me and Ramsey call it bento box. So one one time we're on tour, he's going like, oh, where can I get something to eat? And I kept going like, oh, well, I don't care because I've I've independently went to Yosushi after the gym and I've got myself a bento box, so I'm fine. And he's he's uh, so I keep going, oh, I'm all right, me, I've got a bento box. And he goes like, oh, should I should we get a should I get a Nando's or should I get like a a Five Guys? I go, oh, I'm all right, me, I've got a bento box. He goes. I mean, is it worth having something? We're going to have a curry after. I was like, well, do it. You like me? Because I've got a bento box. And he just went, will you stop fucking saying bento box? <laughs> so so now whenever the, either one of us are chuffed and the other one isn't chuffed, the the expression is just bento box. So the shorthand is bento box. He's like, oh, no, I'm fine, me. Bento box. I right, fine. So I'm full of beans. I'm full of beans. Full of beans. Do you know there was a comedian called Dino Bean? Not a lot of people know about this. It's it's one of the, the dressing room stories. It was, like about ten years ago, the Manchester comedy scene, they used to do they used to do the, the King Gong. I'm I'm sure they still do it, right? But open mic, anyone can get on. There's about thirty acts and you hand the cards out in the crowd and there's a there's a compare who's on stage. So he's on stage while these brand new comedians are I've done it before. It's absolutely brutal. You know what? Full circle here. The story I'm about to tell, Mick Ferry was a compare, and the first time I ever did it, Danny McLaughlin won, and and he's on tonight. I'm seeing Danny and I'm seeing Mick Ferry very soon at Hot Water Comedy Club. So the, the circle of life. It's a circle of life, the while of fortune. <laughs> it's a lap of faith. I know, I know, I don't know the rest of the words. Uh-huh. And a circle of leaves. <laughs> I am buzzing, yeah. 
I hope I'm still buzzing when I, I'm going to drive to Liverpool as well. I'm driving. I can't do the Transpennine Express anymore. I really can't. I, I can't. Nothing. I mean, not, if you work for them, if you've got shares for them, right? I'm not attacking you personally, but I'm, I can't do it anymore. I can't do the Sunday morning. You don't know if the reservations are on. You don't know if the, if the fucking trains are running now. I can't do, you've got to walk through first class where the, the revolving door toilet is, that if you get it to Liverpool, the fucking Birchwood, Mebbies, and then anything after that, it's blocked, it's fucked, and people just keep going in and pissing in it, and then every time the brake slams on the train, the, the piss just fucking overflows and sloshes and floods the toilet. I can't, cannot do it, cannot do it anymore. And you won't make us, because I've got a car. So, <laughs> so... <laughs> God, them trains were horrible, man. They really were. Now you got to change at York. It's never a die. Either change at York or, as I've said before, it calls a Chesley Street. And you're just like, what are you fucking doing, man? So that's unlocked the memory as well. The, the, so when I went down to go and do King Gong in Manchester, you, it was 30 acts. And, and actually, Mick Ferry was the compare for, for me and Danny as well. We're on and you have to last five minutes. If you last five minutes without three members of the audience who've been given a card to tell you to fuck off, you know, and the and the rest of the crowd are like, you know, the 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 badgering, the card holders, are like, gong him off, he's shit, he's shit, get him off, get him off. So there's all that going on. So if you last the five, you've won, really. And then the the few people who've lasted the five, they come through for a, a clap off at the end, and that's that's quite demeaning. But you know, what are you going to do? You're an open mic. You're trying to you're trying to make your way in comedy and all that. So that that's how your classic gong show works. It was me, Danny. There was three. It was like one, two, and three. Danny won. I was third, and I remember the people who came second. It was a double act, and it was it was something like, and this isn't the name, but it was something like Johnny and his fat mate Dave. It was something like that. I might have got it spot on. And I remember, like, I, I was thinking, like, oh, it's just me and Danny so far. It's just me and Danny who got through. And then they went on at the end with guitars, and they fucking ripped the gig so much. Testament to how well Danny McLaughlin did, because he, he beat them. I was, I was relegated to fucking third. I was, thought I had a chance of winning this. And I remember they changed the words to Robbie Williams, She's the One, to Cheesy Knob. Um, <laughs> classic, classic open mic. Doesn't matter what you've written, if you aren't going on with a guitar singing Cheesy Knob, they don't want to fucking know. If there's somebody calling me on Cheesy Knob. <laughs> and then he's, in fairness, it was very funny. That, then he's the, the backing singer. It's like, Cheesy Knob, Cheesy Knob. Wasn't expecting to go so so straight into cheesy knob. It's a good job Sophie's out the house before, because I'm taking the car this weekend. So so she's uh, she's getting all the getting what she needs to do in before I'm allowed to leave. <laughs> Where was I? Oh yes, Dino Bean, Dino Bean. So a few years later, I don't have to do King Gone anymore, but I'm still not anywhere near the level that you should be. You know what I mean? But I think it's as soon as you get promoted, as soon as you're not like absolute dog shit entry level open spot. You are now a paid 10 open spot, or maybe you're even allowed to open a couple of comedy club weekends. For some reason, that transformation from just open mic to your first bit of paid work, it does something to your ego, man. You start walking around like you're fucking king shit, like you're, you're Billy Big Bollocks all the time. So, I'm, so, you know, cards on the table, I was watching a load of open micers on YouTube at the Comedy Store in Manchester when I lived in Manchester just one Sunday morning when I'm hungover, I just thought, ah, I'd stick all this on while I'm doing, while I'm playing FIFA. Just judging people, you know, not not proud of it, but, you know, 
you need to know about the person you're listening to. As if 20 episodes haven't given you enough of it. If you're listening, if I've, if you've listened from episode one and you're still with us, I can fucking tell you anything at this point. I'm sure, I'm sure we can start a cult. <laughs> so I'm watching Dino Bean. So I'm going to, right, I'm going to tell you what he said first. The only other comedian I know who knows about this is, I, I want to say Adam Rowe and Brennan Reese. I'm sure, they, I'm sure I've had a conversation with both of them about Dina Bean. Anybody else, you have to explain the whole story. So this is how Dina Bean envisioned starting, he said. He, he, he wanted to go on that night and just go, the name's Dina Bean. All right, fellas. All right, ladies. And he and when he says all right, ladies, he kind of like uh, like gesticulates. He's he's growing, so it's like a like a I'm going to do a wrestling reference, like a Val Venus, like a hello, ladies, like something like. And he and that was he said. But because the compare is allowed on stage, and and just to throw you off essentially. And Big Ferry took full. Uh, I've spoke to Big Ferry about this. He can't even remember because he must have been doing this every week. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Dina Bean goes on stage And if anyone knows about Dina Bean If anyone wants to get in touch Call Hutchinson Podcast at gmail.com So Dina Bean goes on stage And he goes The name's Dina Bean And straight away Mick Ferry just goes Dina Bean And he's like He's He's like He's already hit his first hurdle And he goes He goes like And then his normal voice comes And he goes like Dina Bean Aye And so Mick Ferry's writing it down goes Dino Bean like, and already he's dead in the water. Like, just the, all Mick Ferry had to do was say his name twice with two different inflections, and that was it. He was done. It was, the name's Dina Bean. Dino Bean? Dino Bean, aye. Dino Bean. That's, that's how good Mick Ferry is, right? <laughs> so, so then Dina Bean tries to start. He said, he goes like, hello, fellas. And it gets fuck all. And then he goes, Hello, ladies, and the whole crowd is like, ah, ah, God, ah, get off, 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 off. And he's like, he's not, he couldn't even get out the blocks. But then he's still got two jokes out. And this is a testament to how sad my life is because th- this clip is no longer on YouTube, by the way. And I know it word for word because then he starts, he's, he's like, right, okay, this will get the crowd back. He goes, um, biscuit tins, biscuit tins, biscuit tins, aye, what's the need? Cause the, the cum, the cum in a packet. So why why do you, why do you put them in a, f- a fucking bin? A boo, a boo. And it's like I mean, looking back now, yeah, yeah. And then he and then he tries to get the crowd. He's going Blackpool, Blackpool, place to be, Blackpool, straight to Chippy. And then you'll never know. You'll never know what else was in Dina Bean's head. Cause alas, he got gonged off around the, around the fifty-eight seconds mark. And isn't that, isn't that just a testament to how much of a piece of shit I am that. I, that that hasn't been available for about five years, and I can recite that word for word. Did, did, did that tell you how many times I've I've viewed that? So, if this ever got back to Dina Bean, I I watched you when I was a different person, and I got a lot of laughs. And now I don't feel now that I've said it out loud, I kind of feel that's it's a bit bad, isn't it? It's a bit bad karma, but but you know, like I was saying, full of beans, full of beans. The name's full of beans, full of beans. <laughs> the circle of life. The Wall of Fortune. So I'm away. I'm away to Liverpool. What I'm going to do? I'm going to drive to Liverpool, and then I'm going to park the car somewhere, like like a a, a safe car park, because I'm still a new driver. So I'm like, no, everything has to be by the book. I pro- so I'll probably end up parking in a fucking NCP or something. And then I'm gonna, because I hate driving city to city. So I'm going to park in my in Liverpool, and then go do the gig, 
And then, because I'm first on, I'm going to go back and stay with my mate, Ollie, and then, you know, hop foot it uh, Friday, Saturday, get the trains from Newcastle to, from Manchester to Liverpool, and then drive straight home Saturday night, because we've got Peppa Pig in the morning. We've got Peppa Pig at half ten in the morning at the Tyneside Cinema. So, that, I mean, yeah, you used to stay over and just, like, you know, party and drink and stay out and now it's like right no i need to i need to get back for pepper pig you know i'm buzzing with lily at the moment you know again again i know like i don't want to bang on too much but you know, it's it's a lot it's a big portion of my life right i mean for, for example i'm i do this podcast like when both of them are out the house do you know what I mean because when they're in forget about it there's no work getting done there's there's no preparation there's no podcast being recorded so it's a big portion of my life so indulge us a bit if i talk about it but now Wendy had to go to the, the doctor's, so she normally gets Lily all Wednesday. And now we went, our doctor's appointment was like half 11. So I was like, right, I'll go to the playgroup. I'll I'll do the last half hour of the playgroup that she goes to on Gosforth High Street. And then she can come back to ours for a nap. And then Wendy can come get her after a nap. And then she didn't fucking nap, did she? Didn't nap. I, was, I thought I've got a good two hours to, you know, clean the clean the kitchen, get the dishwasher done, clean the house. Sort all that out, but now she just had another idea. She just threw all of her books on the floor because she can now reach her bookshelf. I'm going to have to figure that out. And she threw a pillow out and a blanket out. Um, so she didn't nap. But that's, if there's a non-parent there listening, you must go like, what? What sort of fucking life have you imposed on yourself? Like, are you absolutely crazy? Like, what is wrong with you? But I can't, I can't explain the love you feel for your child. You, you, it's something you won't experience until it happens to you. It's just... The, the feeling that I got when I turned up to the playgroup and Lily didn't know that I was picking her up and I, she was just like packing some of the toys away. So I just like, you know, just, just stayed at the back a bit. And then when she came past us, I just went, Lily. And she just looked and her eyes just lit up and she just went, Daddy, Daddy, and just gave us a big hug, a big kiss. It was fantastic. Honestly, just any time you're tired or you're down or you're, you're done in, like the, the, the find a way, evolutionary just finds a way just to fucking kick all of that love, like, not not back in, not that you've ever lost, lost it, but, you know, it, it recharges, regenerates, you know. And then the, the cutest thing that I've ever seen to date was she's got a few friends at the playgroup and they all sit down and have a little snack time. And she, she waved us over because you just let all the kids sit by themselves. She waved us over and she just said to the to three of her mates, she, she just patted us and just went, this is my daddy. Like, she was... <laughs> She was introducing us. It's just, honestly, it's like such a mad life. You're currently living the life that you chose as a 19-year-old and then you're like a full-on adult at the same time with, with a wife and a child. It's, it's it's fantastic, honestly. It really is. Right, that's it. It's off my system. Stop banging on about it. Let's get back to slagging Sophie off, you know. Let's, let's get back to what people want to, want to hear. Anytime I go away for a, a, a period of time, I'm going to... I have to hide anything that I value to be important in the house. So I've got these, I've got a load of extra chargers in the house. I've got about four or five that I know, like four or five that are in specific points. And every time I get back, that four is reduced to three. And then I come back again, that three is reduced to two. And you can't say to Sophie, what have you done with me chargers? Because then it's, well, you've been away all weekend and, you know, you've been having a nice time. I'm not, I'm working, but you've been having a nice time. And the first thing you do is come back and fucking have a go at us for hiding your stuff. When I, I was going, well, don't fucking take me stuff. You know, <laughs> it's very easy. But so now, now I've got three chargers that are mine that are hidden in places where, so, I mean, so, there's every chance Sophie will find them. And if, if I come back, fucking gone, got no chance. 
but but I've, I've went to the effort of hiding them. I lost my wedding ring just before as well. I lost it for about 45 minutes. Like, that was a, a serious amount of time to lose something as well, to the point where I rang the gym yesterday, and I was like, I don't suppose anyone's handed in a wedding ring. And they're like, no, you daft twat. You ring every two weeks asking, no, of course not, Carl, no. But then I've, I'm upturning the whole house. I'm packing for Liverpool, and I'm upturning the whole house. To the point where Sophie was trying to do her exercise downstairs. She had to pause the telly. She was like, what the hell? I was like, I've lost my wedding ring. She was like, again? She was like, you lose it every week. It's because it's when I'm bathing Lily, it gets all slippery, so I don't want to keep it on, and then you can't remember. But but it was under, and this is a... You don't see anything because it's not worth the argument. You can't, you can't argue. If you're in a, a marriage, you can't argue knowing you're about to fuck off for three days. It's just not happening. But my wedding ring was under like a pile of Sophie's washing. So I've put it down and then Sophie's put it on, you know. But again, you got to pick your battles, Carl. So I found it. That's the important bit. The important thing is I found it and we, we came out without arguing. So that's good. Does anyone else have a celebratory, uh, ceremonial celebration when you find something? You know, let's say if you, you, you lost your wedding ring and you found it, rather than go like, yes, yes, yes. Like, of you know, like a hurrah. Like, what's yours? What is yours? Actually, get in touch. Podcast at gmail.com. I'll tell you what mine is. If I find something, I sing uh, Man, Man in Motion by John Parr. You know, so if I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I can't find my wedding ring. I don't know where it is. I've searched here. I've looked under the city. Where did you have it last time? Stop asking us that. It doesn't work. It, it doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, God, I took all the cushion. Oh, wait a second. It's there. I can see the new horizon underneath the blazing sky. I'll be where the eagles flying higher and higher. That's every time I lose something. Sing that song. As soon as you find it. I can see the new horizon. <laughs> Sometimes I think it's worth losing something just so you can get the thrill of, of finding it. Again. You're like, yeah, it was there. Fucking class. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Get in. So yeah, leaving for, leaving for hot water, Liverpool. So I've got the new tour that starts next week. That starts the 17th of February, Peterborough, Peterborough Key Theatre. It's a lovely place. Love doing it there. I've done all the previews. I've done about 10 previews now of the new show. You'd be pleased to know that phone signal bit is out as well. And now it's full speed ahead. So now it's like, you know, I talk about how you, you go on and you get like 80 minutes down to 50. And then you try and remember that 50. And then, you know, you get the shit knocked out of you a couple of times. Now I'm taking it in a club, a comedy club atmosphere. And that's so different as well. That's like, you know, they don't really know who you are. They haven't paid to see you. They've paid to see comedy. So you need to be as good as the compare 
Danny McLaughlin tonight, as Mick Ferry, as Andrew O'Neill, who's on. Like, they don't give a fuck about you. They just want to laugh for 20 minutes while you're on stage. And that's a whole different ballpark to I'm doing local gigs, 100-seaters, you know, everyone's there to see you. Everyone knows who you are. They know it's a work in progress show. They've paid less money. You know, they're, they're going to meet you halfway most of the time. To, to go from that to people are paying 18 quid a ticket, comedy club, they don't really know who you are, they're just one of there to see comedy, then that's when, you know, it's just the next round. It's the next round of new stuff that it has to go through, trying to get trying to get the set good. So I, I, I eagerly anticipate the, the stuffing that's going to get knocked out of us tonight in, in Liverpool. Because they don't know I'm trying new stuff as well. I'm just going to go on present it as if, like, you know, I've been seeing it for God knows how long, and see, see what happens. Why it's you, you know, you. Could, I've learned from like, you know, oh, am I gonna do? I'll do five minutes of old stuff. I'll do a couple of old jokes, but nah, it's just it just delays the inevitable. The best thing is just to rip the bandaid off and just just get straight on. So me, me opening me opening line. I'm just gonna go where. Uh, Hello, fellas. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> see what happens. God, the last time I was in, last time I did a comedy club, actually, I think it was Birmingham Glee. That was uh, that was the one just before Christmas. That's when I had to drive back to get to what was that one? That was Breakfast for Santa, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a tale of two Santas. That was a while ago now. So yeah, that's shit. Aye, so two months, two months is the last time I've done a a club set. Well, even then I wasn't doing a club set. I was hosting, so we'd have to go back even further. Probably haven't been to, a, haven't done a comedy club set for about three months. God, I'm saying this as I'm about to do one tonight as well. Shit. All right. Hey, did I tell you when I was in Birmingham? And I was at Birmingham Glee. The the hotel that put you in. It was so, so annoying because I was just about to check in. And the guy was like, anytime you're waiting to check in, you are the most important person in the world, aren't you? It doesn't matter what these twats are doing in front of you, what these twats are doing behind you. Like, all that matters is you, isn't it? You checking into the hotel. So there's this couple... And they're there for like a holiday or they're there for like, they're there for leisure in Birmingham. And I'm already jealous because I'm there for work. And so the guy behind the checking desk is like sorting them out. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. And here's the menu. And what time is rooms? I'm just, well, you fuck off, man. You've got your key. Just fucking fuck off. Go to your room and fuck off. (laughs) That's what literally is going on here. While I'm stood there smiling like a normal person, like I'm trying to fit in. Like I'm not just thinking about fucking murdering these people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh and uh, oh what time's breakfast just fucking get up and find out will you just get up and for are you ever woken up before breakfast you ever got down all fully dressed oh sir it's five o'clock Bre- breakfast i don't know what time breakfast is but i bet it's between seven and ten so just fucking get up and get out the way and fuck off <laughs> what time's breakfast jean jean she was setting the alarm for breakfast oh i don't know clive Excuse me, I'm there. <laughs> so anyway, so this guy, he's, he's helping this other couple out. So I'm stood there like a tin of milk waiting for so long. And then there's like a button that says press for help. So I press it for help and this guy just emerges and he takes so long to check me in. Like by the, like I wish I hadn't called this guy. Like I've literally called the worst guy out because he spent so long checking me in. The guy who had finished helping this couple out with the menu and everything, he subsequently checked in another three people while like, this other guy was checking me in and I wanted just to lean forward just go like what on earth is taking so long but you can't do that because then you are the psychopath you're the lunatic so you just got to stand there and then insult the injury he was like oh in your room number sir it's very easy to remember sir it is a one a two a three 
Like I'm meant to be like, oh, <laughs> one, two, three. Oh, man. How often do you get to do that joke, you stupid twat? Oh, <laughs> one, two, three. Yeah, it is easy. Yeah. <laughs> what time's breakfast? Also, I just want to go, if it's that easy, why did it take us three people to check in? I think it's just as a comedian, the longer you've been doing stand-up comedy, the more you've got like an innate hatred of anyone who works in a hotel. And that's that's just a, an occupational hazard, I guess. I told you we were going to London on uh, last weekend, this, this weekend, gone, me and Ramsey and the lads went to London, right? So we've all got different different rooms and Ramsey ring, we'll all check in, right? Now, I think I was on floor three and the, the rest of the lads ended up on floor nine. So I, I, maybe I, I drew the short straw, right? Or nobody likes us. Fine. Either way, I wonder why. Anyway, Ramsey rings us up once we've dumped with bags and, you know, um, uh, unpacked with suitcase. He, he goes, oh, we're all having beers in my room. Just come up. I was like, right, great. So I go in, go into the lift, scan it. I'm on floor three, scan the card, floor nine, doesn't let us up. I was like, all right, okay, no worries. I was like, oh, maybe it's one of them things where your card only allows you access to, if you're in floor three, then you're only allowed to go to floor three or the ground floor. You're not allowed to alternate between rooms. I, that's what I assumed. And that was exactly the case. So, But the problem is I can't convey that once I'm in the lift. And then because I tried it, then the lift just crashed. It just, like, it wouldn't open the doors. Like, it... I got this feeling like I was in between floors, like it tried to bring us back down to the ground floor, but then just it just jammed and jolted and uh, it was stuck. So, like, it's not opening. It's not letting us go to the ground floor. It's not letting us go to floor three. It's certainly not letting us go to floor nine. I was, I didn't mind, you know, I had a, I had a can from the mini boss. I was just there, just on my phone, just I'd logged into the hotel Wi-Fi and just entertaining myself. I was like, surely at some point it'll get fixed. Nothing, five minutes goes by. So I leave a little WhatsApp uh, video to the lads of going, I'm going to take, it's going to be quite some time. I'm, I'm stuck in a lift here. So eventually I realized there was like an alarm button. So I had to press that and then I had to get the security guard. So it was one of them. So the, the came and then they managed to open the lift from the outside. And I'd been there for about 10 minutes. And the security guard straight away, like I had a can in my hand. So he just looked at the can. And I was like, what? Like, I know exactly what the situation is here. Are you thinking some pissheads got into the lift and he can't work it? And I was, he was like, what's happened here? Like, accusatory. Like, it's my fault. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. My friend's in floor nine. I'm in floor three. And I tried to, and he straight away he cut us off. He was like, oh, sir, no, you can't go to floor nine. I went, no, that's absolutely fine. I, I, I get it. Yeah, it's just, um, it then wouldn't let us out of the lift. Like, I couldn't get out of three or, or, or ground. And he, he just looked at the can again and he went, Sir, you can't go to floor nine. L like a broken avatar in Westworld. Like, just, d d d there's nothing that I see here. That whatever um, whatever the guy says, I can't even remember his name now. I want to say Walter, but it's not Walter. You know who I'm on about. Doesn't look like anything to me. Do you know what I mean? One of those, I was like, no, that's fine. But, like, wh why could I not get out of the lift? And why could I not go to the ground floor? Sir, you are not allowed on the now. Fucking have a word with bloody one, two, three, will you? And then, eventually, you know, I, th I think as soon as you've got a can in your hand, you lost the argument, haven't you? That's why it doesn't matter if you get into any argument when you're drunk with a sober person. You just need to realise you've lost. You've already had a drink. Like, if, if, if it's drunk versus sober, it doesn't matter how right you feel, how indignant you are. If you're drunk and the other person's not, you've lost the argument. Live to fight another day. Get a podcast and slag them off that way. That's the only way to win. But yeah, very excited to be going to Liverpool. Liverpool's one of my favourite places to perform. I love that. I've always just felt right at home there. 
Same, obviously, Newcastle's your hometown, so you know you can't really include that. I think the other place I'd say Glasgow. Glasgow and Liverpool are so similar for comedy. For me, I don't know what it is, but the, the, in fact, the only bad gig I've ever had in either of those places, touch wood, is you're about to go on stage five times this weekend, Carl, with new gear. But the only bad experience I had in Glasgow was, again, when you're relatively brand new. I just started doing the, the jonglers comedy. And this is back when jonglers had split. So it wasn't the original jonglers. It was like, it was a mad little, that was a mad break. So if you want to know more about jonglers, just Google jonglers, 90s, you know, it was the thing. It was, you had live at jonglers on Paramount Comedy Club. You had the jonglers comedy clubs. Very 90s, like eat, drink, dance, laugh, you know, like a nightclub. It was nightclub, but it was stand-up comedy. They were an absolute bear pit to, to do. But if you got good at it, then you were sorted. Then your diary was full and there was good money, etc. But jonglers split. So you had Donna who ran Jonglers and then you had Julia who ran Highlight. And it was the maddest split that you've ever seen. It was the venues Julia got, but she didn't get the name. And then Donna got the name, but she didn't get the venues. So you had Jonglers in all these mad venues and then you had the established Jonglers venues that were called Highlight. And I believe that what was the Highlight in Glasgow is now Glasgow Glee. So Hercules. So one time it's called the Mansion House in, in Glasgow. And I want to prefix this by saying this is this was not like... It, it was unfortunate that I was on with three other Glaswegian comedians, but that's not, that's not taking anything away for how dog shit I was. I just want to get that across as well. I don't want you thinking this is like, oh, I had a bad gig because everyone else was from, was from Glasgow. And then I had, that's a mad thing about being in Scotland, you know, because everywhere I travel in the UK, I can get off on being the Geordie, the northern guy. You go anywhere in Scotland, you're the fucking southern twat, aren't you? So I'm on, I think it was Raymond Mearns, Scott Agnew, and Janie Godley. And they all absolutely tore it a new one in Glasgow, as you would expect them to do. They're all Scottish. I don't know if they're all Glaswegian, but they're certainly all Scottish. And then little old me was on in the middle. And they were just not buying what I was selling at all. Just, you know, you're trying, you're trying anything. And, and, and again, it didn't help. But I remember one of the, one of the lights wasn't on. So I could only perform in one half of the stage. But that's, again, that's not an excuse because the other three acts managed to have a fantastic night. So again, that's all on me. I've never had this happen to us before or since, but it was so bad. They rang us up the next day. The the head office of Jonglers rang us up on a it was Donna, rang us up on a on a Saturday like you know not working office hours, and she was just like yeah. So I hear Glasgow didn't go too well. So we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna pay you off call tonight. And I've heard about that. Like some comedians actually loved being paid off. You know, so it, you keep the hotel, you keep the money, and you, but you don't have to perform that night. They're gonna get somebody else in, and it's like. <sighs> I always looked at that as like, well, that's only going to happen once, isn't it? And then they're not going to book you again. <laughs> so I remember being on the phone to her for about 45 minutes of like, no, look, it was a bad night. I know why it went wrong. I know, like, I know how to fix it. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't just, she was like, call, just take the money. Just honestly, don't take it personally. This happens to everybody. And I was like, I don't know. I think it's because you're young. You're like, no, but it doesn't happen to me. Like, and I persuaded her to keep us on. And give us another chance. And she did. Credit to her, she did. She was like, right, you know what? Like, fine. Okay, it was a... I was like, look, I'm going to do a completely different 20-minute set. I'm going to approach it differently. I'm going to be... I'm, you know, and I did. And I still died on my ass. <laughs> like, I, arguably. 
<laughs> Arguably, I died on my ass worse than I did the first <laughs> To the point where it's like, I didn't really know either, like all three of those comedians too well. It was like, do you know the point where the comedians won't talk to you afterwards? No, and that's, I get on with all three of them really well now. It's just one of them things where if you first meet somebody and then you die on your ass. Like, I've done it to other comedians as well. It's not a nice thing. It's a, a very toxic trait in the industry that I'm trying to you know you, you try to get out of and all that but yeah that on that night that I didn't do well and they didn't really want much to do with us after the fact <laughs> I think I don't know I want to even I don't want to put words in his mouth but like I've, I've, I've I want to say even like Raymond Burns like I got off and he like he was laughing about it like and we get on really well now and he, but I, oh, he's like I think I got off and he was just like he said something like that was shite wasn't it <laughs> And when you die in your ass spectacularly like that, the only thing you can do is kind of like, you know, you it's it's the comedian equivalent of having a shower. Just see if you can get back on anywhere else and just do a good gig and then you've kind of erased the bad gig. That's the only the only way you can kind of approach it. Now I couldn't do that on this particular night because you can't just ring up a comedy club on a weekend and say put us on. But I thought I can at least go to the other comedy club. I can at least go to the Stan Comedy Club in Glasgow. And at least just see some of the comedians and kind of forget about it, have a bit of a drink, have a bit of a laugh, and then go home happy on the Sunday. So it was the Glasgow Comedy Festival at the time. So I walked all the way across from, it's essentially where Glasgow Queen Street is, and I walked all the way to Woodlands Road. It's amazing, that's a canny walk, and I remember getting there. Because it was the festival, it was like, it was sold out. Like, you know, it holds 300 people or some, but let's say this night there was 310 in. Like, they were at capacity and then some. But then the last on the door... I'd done the stand like a few times to the point where I knew, I kind of knew the stand staff by face. And the lass on the door just didn't have a clue who I was. I was just some, you know, middle act at the time. And I, yeah, I thought I could just walk straight in. And she was like, oh, sorry, can I help you? I went, oh, yeah, uh, sorry, I'm Carl. I'm, I'm a comedian. And she was like, no, sorry, if you're not on, I can't let you in. We are completely sold out tonight. I was like, oh, no, you don't understand. Like, no, I'm... I'm a... She was like, no, look, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know you and was sold out and at that point I thought right all I need to do is look at the bill and there's bound to be one person on the bill that knows us and can vouch for us and I looked and there was fucking nobody on the bill I remember Mitch Ben would never met and he just walked straight past us I was like oh he oh I know who he is but I'm not you're never going to go excuse me I'm, I'm a comedian can you can you let's see so then I had to do like a walk of shame I, I couldn't even get into the stand in Glasgow so I just had to do a walk of shame back to me hotel back across town after having died on me arse in one comedy club and the other comedy club, nobody knew who you were. <laughs> that was a, So that was the one bad one. But anything after that, Glasgow, Liverpool, you have been great. Yeah, that was a long time ago now, though, bloody hell. Brought back some memories, some some nice memories. Hope you've hope you enjoyed the trip down memory lane. And I want to say a big thank you as well to everybody who's already bought the special Watch Till the End on Patreon. If you haven't bought already, it's patreon.com slash Hutchinson. Loads of nice reviews for it. People are loving it already. I love that people will just sit down on a Saturday night and watch it, and that's like your entertainment. For how much entertainment is out there, I love the fact that people are just sitting down and doing that. So you still have to pinch yourself sometimes when you go, people want to watch you, not only come out to watch you, but they'll happily watch you at home as well. So thank you very, very much. And if you're not on it, what the hell are you doing? Patreon.com slash Carl Hutchinson. Right, well, that's enough for me. I'm going to go get me arse to Liverpool now. I'm not a great, I'm not a great driver. So I'm going to, I'll, I'll let myself have a lot of time. I think that's the best, the most sensible thing to do, isn't it? Give yourself a lot of time. I hate country lanes. 
country lanes where it's 60 mile an hour. It's very silly, isn't it? Very, do you know what I mean? And it, it's particularly at night as well. It's like, you know, as soon as you get street lamps, lampposts, 30 mile an hour. And then it goes to darkness. It's like, oh, now that you can't see, feel free to go as fast as you like. Doesn't make any sense. Anyway, doesn't matter if it's made sense or not. We're done. It's a circle, circle of leave. Yous have been great, as always. Have a lovely week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.